I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast today. We're talking about the first home super saver scheme. I'm joined by Vince Gully, good friend of the podcast. Hey, Vince, how are you? Great, Glenn. Good to be here. Now, this one, it's probably worth, after you listen to this, if you're in the car or wherever you are, to go back and watch it on YouTube because I've got the iPad and we will be drawing uh, some examples. And hopefully by the end of this, we will be able to cover a heap of questions. Now, some of the things we're going to cover is... So, what are we talking about, Glenn? The first home. The first home. Super, super saver, saver scheme. scheme. FHSS. Uh, the scheme isn't part of the acronym. It's just first home super saver. Ah. So, yeah, it's not we, like an ATM machine. No, that's right. These are the questions we're going to be kind of answering. Is it mainly to save money from investment returns or is it purely a tax play? What happens if you change your mind? So you put money in and then, oh, no, crap, not buying a house. I'm moving to Prague. What happens if your super account decreases in value? What happens if the super account increases in value? Is it worth setting up another super fund to, I guess, quarantine that money? Can couple use it to save? Can we save you know, as a couple with our supers? Uh, are there any ramifications for hex or help debt? Can I put my superannuation guarantee towards it? Uh, because that's a question that comes up. And any other considerations? Now, great questions. There are some good discussion points there. I think what I want to do first, Vince, is just unpack the basic concepts of how salary sacrifice works. Because if we understand the baseline concepts of salary sacrifice, it will become apparent uh, the super saver scheme. Yep. So in this example, this individual is earning 70 grand a year. They get paid in and then income tax of 15 grand-ish comes out, which leaves them the net pay in their bank account that you know they can spend on whatever they want. Their employer pays them 9.5% super on top of their 70 grand salary. And the reason we've used 70 grand is that's basically the median income of the my millennial money mm-hmm. community. So we've it's not ho- far off the national average either. Yeah. So their employer will pay their super fund $6,650. However, every time you put money into super the government will take a 15% contributions, contributions tax. So when you see your statement this is not a fee this is the government putting their hand in your pocket. Exactly. But the great thing about it is that 15% is less than 34.5%, which is what you would pay if you took it in cash. Exactly. So as you can see here, the actual amount that lands in the super fund is about $5,600. A couple of things you need to know about the first home super saver scheme 
firstly, the amount of pre-tax money or concessional contributions at 15% that can go into a super fund each financial year at the time of us recording is $25,000 per year. So we can't put in more than 25 grand as a combination of the employer contribution or the additional salary sacrifice that we use to save for our first home. Yep. The other thing in still relation- It's still a fair bit of money though. It's still a fair whack of money and most people don't get there because it's so much bloody money. Yeah. Unless you were in a quarter of a million dollars. And you got some money laying around, yes. <laughs> now, a couple of things. The maximum that you can put in to super to save for your home deposit per individual is $30,000 over your lifetime. However, you can't do more than $15,000 per year. Correct. So, if this individual, if we go to the next slide, salary sacrificed $250 per fortnight into super or six grand a year, you can see that the 6,000 salary sacrifice and the 6,000 SG contribution, it's $12,650. Plenty of headroom in the limit. Plenty of headroom in the limit. And then we know ordinarily because our gross income has dropped to $64,000, we're paying less tax outside super, which means we take home less now. And there's a thing here that says withdraw $4,800. We're going to get to that next, but it's just so important to understand how salary sacrifice works. As a little bonus without confusing you too much, the government will allow you, if you do not salary sacrifice through the year, so we put a line through that, they will allow you to transfer, you know, six grand at the end of the financial year into your super fund or, or, or automatically transfer money into your super fund and claim that on tax manually. Yeah. And what that means in raw numbers is if you had $1,000 of potential salary, if you took it as cash, you end up with $655 or it could go into your super fund and be $850. Exactly. Now, a couple of things to note just on that contribution, whether you salary sacrifice or put money in yourself and claim that on tax, the salary sacrifice, the net wash up is the same, but you have to wait until you do your tax return to get that money back. Correct. Whether if your employer does that, you get the tax back each fortnight or each pay cycle. Mm -hmm. And it's also a lot less admin. Less admin. So there are other circumstances where you might want to do it if you're self-employed or whatever your or situation you're is. sacrificing a bonus. Yeah, lots of reasons why you might want to do it. But yeah. Yeah, in terms of habits and admin, X dollars a month or X dollars a fortnight is the simple and easiest way. Yeah. So the crude wash-up of this scheme is illustrated here and you've put these numbers together, Vince. Yeah. Talk to us about, you, you mentioned before the $1,000 pre-tax if you're earning between 49,000 and 90 grand, you can use this slide, take a yep. photo of it. <laughs> if you earned $1,000, you would end up with $655 in your bank account. That's right. Because the other 34.5% goes to the tax office via income Medicare tax. and income tax. If you get your employer just to put $1,000 in your super fund instead of giving you $1,000 of pay, only 15% tax applies when it gets into your super fund. So $850 ends up in your super fund. And ordinarily, 
you wouldn't be able to get that back till you're age 65. The first home super saver scheme introduces an ability to take some money out. So it says if you've put in more than your 9.5% mandatory contribution, you can access this extra bit when you want to buy a house, a first home. To live in. To live in. And so the way that works is your $850, you can apply to get it out. So you tell the tax office, I want to take this out. They say that's okay to your super fund and you take your $850 out and you pay, it gets added to your tax in the year you take it out. As income? Oh, sorry, it's added as income in the year you take it out and you get a credit of 30%. And so that $850 would end up as $811.75 in your pocket which is conveniently $156 more than 655 Yes. So for every $1,000 that you wash through your super fund in this way, you end up with an extra $156.75, which so, is a 15% return, which is better than the stock market does most years. It's free money for and the government for your house. So what you need to know, if anything... If you're saving for a home, your first home to live in, for every $1,000 you save, you will get $156 more. So what's not to like? Well, we're going to talk well, about We'll come some, back to that in a moment. We'll, there, are, we'll, there are a few wrinkles in this. There, there are. However- But that's the principle. Yeah. So the maximum you can really save- is $4,700 in tax. Well, the benefit. The benefit. You can save $30,000, but the benefit of doing this is $4,700, which yep. on $30,000 is quite a return. Absolutely. So we talked about these at the top. Is it mainly to save money with the investment returns or is it purely a tax play? 90% tax play. There is a small investment portion, but primarily this is around ta- getting a tax benefit. Yeah. What happens if the super account I put $15,000 in and the stock market craps itself because mm-hmm. all our super is invested in the stock market? Primarily. And it drops to $10,000. The, the scheme takes this into account by saying that you can take out what you put in plus a Deemed return a of nominal 3%. benchmark. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean that your money actually earns three percent. It just means that if you put in a thousand dollars, you can take out a thousand and thirty. Or in my example, if I had a, a super fund with five thousand dollars in it, I put fifteen thousand dollars in yep. that year, which means I've got twenty grand. <laughs> the stock market tanked, so that money is basically 15 grands left in my super fund, I could still take take that out. So I wouldn't have any super left. Yeah. So in effect, your future self is wearing the ups and downs. Yes. So you can, if your super fund does really well, you still only get to take out your money plus 3%. But if it does really badly, you still get to take out your money plus 3%. So yeah, if you do invest in a fund that increases a 1,000%, you just got to enjoy that when you're 65 years That's old. That's right. Yeah. 
Okay, that's cool. But it does have the advantage that you you can actually have this money working harder and not have to worry about what the stock market's going to do on the day you want to buy your house. Yes. So your future self provides that buffer. Mm. We'll get to change of mind a bit later, but I want to go to yeah. But sorry, just before we leave that, if yeah. if you if your balance somehow fell below your contribution, you can certainly take your balance out. Yes. So the floor is what your balance is. So if you started with five thousand and put in fifteen, and the market completely the market tank- fell by fifty percent, um, then you could only you- take. You're limited to your balance. So you just close your account, basically. Withdraw the account. Yep. Yep. Uh, A common question, can couples use this? Yep. Two two times one is two. The couple, each couple gets the same allowance. So for a couple, 30,000 a year becomes 60 and, but they have to do it separately. Yes. And the 4,700 benefit becomes 9,400. Yeah. Um, But obviously they're kept separate because you can't have a joint super fund. In the instance of a, a couple and a, a spouse earning a higher amount or a lower amount, so let's talk to a couple. There's, a, there's a, one of the partners works part-time earning 30 grand a year and the other one earns 85 grand a year. Uh, we have to choose one account basically. Well, generally... Um this scheme doesn't make a well salary sacrificing in general into super doesn't make a lot of sense if you earn less than forty to forty eight thousand dollars, and that's because the tax benefit is lower. So if you're earning under forty thousand, your marginal tax rate is nineteen percent, and your super tax rate is fifteen. So four percent doesn't really merit all the hassles to do this. Yeah. Um, so you generally want to be starting with an income above 48. Yeah. So I think even for people to have loosely in their mind, if you earn under 50 grand, have some caution. Yes. So just. Yeah. You ideally don't want to end up with a taxable income below 48 yep. when you're doing this yep. strategy. No, that's that's a good one. So, yeah, if there was a, a relationship where someone earned thirty five grand, either they want to earn eighty five, and you had that spare ten fifteen grand per year, you put it all in the higher higher income yeah. earners. But if there was a couple and they, you know, good cracking income, both earned eighty five grand, then we you, can say fifteen grand a year, a thousand dollars a month each, or whatever that is. Yep, uh, you can both pump each other super. Correct. And then apply. As long as you both qualify individually. Exactly. So first home, buying investment property. Oh, sorry, buying a, a house to live in. House to live in and both being on title. Yep. Yep. Sweet. Uh, so, yeah, certainly you can use it as a couple. There's a question here. We've answered the SG 9.5. It can't be used. It's only for extra contributions. Yes. So if, if you put a dollar extra in, you can apply to get the, <laughs> the dollar out. Or a bit under the dollar, but uh, you have to put extra money in. What if someone's got hex or help debt? Now, salary sacrifice doesn't change your hex liability. So if you earn $60,000, you pay your hex based on 60000 The fact that you've chosen to put five of that into your super fund doesn't change that. 
Where it gets a bit tricky is that it reduces the amount of money your employer has to withhold. So they're going to withhold from your, withhold a hex from your pay as if you were earning the lower amount, which means you will end up with a bill at the end of the year. It's not extra money. It's just dividing it into two pieces, the bit your employer withholds and the bit you have to pay in your tax return at the end of the year. Now, that's not a particular problem as long as you've got the money at the end of the year. Um, so, so if you're worried about getting a an additional tax bill because of this, because, yeah, your employer, it's not their problem. You, they're just withholding You've really got to. two choices to deal with that. Yeah. Either each month you set aside the amount of your hex, and it's pretty easy to go on the ATO website and look up the percentage that applies to your income. Total income. So, you know, let's say your hex threshold is 8% then you just need to put in, put away 8% of the sacrificed amount. And then you'll have the money at the end of the year. The other alternative is to make the contribution out of after-tax money and then claim it as a deduction at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, there's obviously a timing difference there that you've got to fund the money till you do your tax return. And, and I think it's the, important to note, Vince, that with taxes strategy, come 30 June... Everything washes up the same amount. It does. It's just a matter of how you're making the cards fall throughout the year and there will be a reconciliation. Yeah. Personally, I like the the habit of setting the money aside each month. So the salary sacrifice and then putting in a high interest savings account, the hex contribution. Or you could actually tell your boss to actually withhold some more tax if you, you actually didn't want to yeah. worry about if you can't control yourself. Um, are there any other considerations that we need to talk about? I want to, yeah, there's the, one that- The big one that everyone asks is, what if I change my mind? Or what if I can't find a house? Yeah. Or what if I move overseas? Mm. The decision you get to make is you can choose, so assuming you get to the point where you, you've made the decision, I don't want to buy a house or I want to buy investment property and I will therefore never qualify to take this money out. At that point, you can take it out and pay some tax on it, or you can leave it in and spend it when you turn 60. Uh, if you choose to take it out, there's an additional tax of 20%, which means you will be marginally worse off. Yeah, so on the slide that we had up before, yeah. uh, we'll pretend that money's already in. Yeah. So on our ex previous example, we said $1,000 of salary got you $655 to spend post-tax. Salary sacrifice got you $850 in your super fund. Yep. And you could withdraw a net amount of $811. If you change your mind and pay this extra tax, you end up with $641 after tax, which is $14 worse off than if you'd taken the the money is cash in the first place. So, really, But in the meantime, it's been working away in your super fund. At so, least growing. Hopefully growing, um, yeah. but certainly working <laughs> away. Um, and so as a an option fee, you're saying, I'm going to bet $14. Well, uh, that $14 worse off per $1,000. Per $1,000, yes. So if I go 14.25 times 30. Correct. 
the maximum you would have to pay is $427.50. Yep. So that's a pretty cheap insurance policy. Exactly. To get an upshot yep. of tax savings and possible investment growth yeah. while saving. Yeah. So your upside is 4700 Your downside is 470 So why wouldn't you do it? So why wouldn't you do it? Well, you've got to qualify for it for a start. Exactly. So which means you've got to be buying your first home. And if you want to do it with your partner, you both have to be buying your first home. Um, you do actually have to live in it. Um, a curly one that's a consideration... I think we need to understand the process yeah. and then I'll talk about a curly one. Yeah. So the, the process is when it comes time, when you've saved enough and you're ready to buy, you, I was going to say you write to the tax office. Technically, you go on your MyGov account. <laughs> but I guess what I'm saying is, Vince, to start this, you don't have to tell the government oh, that's that right. you're so using all, it yeah. for- So all you've got to do- Is put money in. Is put money in. And claim it on tax as a post-tax yeah. or salary sacrifice. That's right. And then at some point in the future, you get to the point where you've now saved enough both with your super money and your normal savings or maybe a contribution from your parents or maybe you win the lotto. Um, you're now ready to buy. So you notify the tax office and say, well, that money I've been saving for a few years, I now want to use that. Please give me the paperwork I need to give my super fund. So the tax office will give you a determination which says, here's how much you can take out. And then you give that to your super fund and your super fund then puts the money in your bank account. And you have to use it to buy a property within a period. I think it's 18 months. Yes, there's a 12 or 18 time. months. Yeah. And, but, and again, but, just if you Google first home super saver scheme ATO, hmm. the ATO website's in pretty good bad. everyday language. Now, the curly one that I want to talk to you about, Vince, is this can get tricky if you're buying at auction. Yeah. So that, that comes back to the order you have to do this in. So you have to get the determination from the tax office before you sign the contract. And you then have a period to spend the money. When you go to auction, when the hammer falls, you've got to enter the contract. So you can't wait till you win at auction to get this determination. And if you want to use the money as your deposit, you've got to do this far enough in advance. So because on the day of the auction, you're going to have to hand over a check for 10% 10 of the purchase price. Or pay a penalty. Well. And that's what I mean. It's You've just got to line your ducks up. Yeah. So if, you, if you're using the money to pay your 10% deposit, you've got to make sure you got it in advance. And then there's that timing issues that, well, what if you lose at every auction you bid on for 18 months? Mm. So, so you do need to get the timing right. Uh, and the thing about auctions is you've got to turn up with the deposit on the day, which means you need cash. And so if your first home super saver withdrawal is your deposit, then you've got to get it long enough in advance because it can take 14 days or more to get the money mm. out of your super mm. fund. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of this scheme as much as it is convoluted way for the government to give people a bit of a tax saving. Yeah. Um, I mean, the advantage of using this scheme from a government policy perspective is that it forces the individual 
to do something first. And be active. And be active. So if you just handed over the money, so if we gave everyone $5,000, it will disappear into the price of new houses pretty quickly, just like the first home buyer grants. Mm. All they really did was push up the price of houses. Um, whereas this way, it gives first home buyers a bit more oomph in their savings. Intention. And because it's over such a time, it doesn't flow straight through to prices. I want to talk quickly uh, about strategy. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess I want to, I've got a note here that <laughs> just whatever you do, don't, even if it's a non-auction sale, don't sign the contract and then go to the ATO and yes. say, I want my determination. Yes, the timing because, is critical. Because yeah. technically you're already a homeowner because you just signed a bloody contract. So That's your right. money's... Stuck you, in super, you, or you pay up to the four hundred and sixty-seven dollar fee, yeah, or extra tax. Yeah, so timing is important, and because of the interworkings with your super fund, um, it's important to get professional advice. Yeah, in fact, this is often a trigger for people to review their super. Um, that you know, whilst you're starting to save, your super fund might actually not be the right super fund for you. So to do those. Kill those two birds with one stone. Review where your super is and then put the stuff in place to get this all happening. Yeah. So get good advice. The last thing. And so just on the super fund side of things, when the money comes out, it comes out across all your investment options. So your super fund will prorate it across. So if you've got half of your money in balanced and half of it in cash, they will take half from each. So investing these contributions in cash doesn't actually save this problem, which might be a reason why you might want to choose a separate super fund to house these contributions. Um, The downside of that, of course, is that if it's fallen in value, you then have to get money from your other super fund so to, to top it up. So there's over. a bit of paperwork involved. So I don't see too many people taking that approach, but it sort of makes sense as long as you manage the fees. But it is important to get advice. And it's a good opportunity to review your super. Yeah. And the I, I did lose my train of thought before, but the, on the strategy piece, if you already, if you've got a $20,000 home deposit right now mm-hmm. and you are looking to buy within the next year, you can... That money's in your own bank account. Remember we talked about the, you know, you might put your own amount in super and claim it on tax. If you're under the 25K limit in this financial year, you can dump 15 grand into your super fund Mm -hmm. and claim that 15 grand on tax and get the tax back. So I think all is not lost. If you've got a lump sum of savings Mm -hmm. and you can straddle either side of the financial year. And if you're not buying before June next year, you might dump 15 grand of your savings into super before June. Yeah. So you could put 15 in in June, 15 in July, and take Pull it out, out in August. 30. Yeah. 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 So, and Wooshka, there's $4,700 for free money. Yeah. So that's kind of this strategy play. It's like, it's, it's not, we'd have to, don't have to drip feed it in. Mm. No, we can dump in 15 yeah. grand tomorrow mm-hmm. and pull it back out. And if you're on, if your deposit is only 15, well, actually, Vince, as an example, if you're buying a new property tomorrow and you've got 30 grand saved and you're good to go tomorrow, yep. as in, you know, next couple of weeks, yeah, flush 15 grand through super. 
it's a couple of grand in tax savings there. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you do it? So get advice, yeah. uh, speak to your conveyancer. They might know a bit about the process. Uh, speak to your financial advisor. As you said, Vince, it's probably a good time to review your super. Yeah. And also you're going to buy a house, so make sure your income insurances yeah. are in place, your death cover and all yeah. that. And remember, this is all in addition to all the other first home buyer benefits. So you can still get your home builder, you can still get your, your state-based F-hog, grants, you can still get your stamp duty exemptions. Um, so now might be a really good time to think about this. It's a great time to be alive. It's a great time to be a millennial. Well, Vince, thank you so much. And I hope that really explains to people in a simple way that we are just flushing money through super, a maximum $30,000 over two financial years if you are doing that that fast, 15 grand per year, as long as you're under the 25K cap per year, including your SG, with a maximum of about $4,700 in tax savings. Yeah, I'm not sure that flushing is the right word. Maybe washing. Washing. <laughs> <laughs> Flush, wash, whatever. Uh, so there you have it. Thank you so much. You can um, yeah, you can follow Vince on Instagram at Life Sherpa, And we're happy and to- And Facebook and Instagram. And all that stuff. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Oh, what's that? <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much and thanks, Vince. It's been a blast. Thank you, Glenn. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorised representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services licence 451289. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.